Hello and welcome. Hello. Welcome to the Nutrition Spot podcast episode one. Woo! This is our pilot episode of our yes. podcast. And we've got Which we are also planned. streaming live onto our YouTube channel and our Facebook. Yes. So you can listen to us or you can also watch us and you can also comment if you're on the live stream. So we've got lots of things yes. going. It's going to be a good going on. Shane and I have been talking about doing a podcast for about two years since we started um, NS Nutrition and we just hadn't done it and we are doing it now. And why we are so excited is because this is the Nutrition Spot podcast is all your diet, health, nutrition info unfiltered, where we come on here and we are just going to talk. No filter, no anything. And so you can hear our real thoughts and feelings and lived experiences about anything to do with food, nutrition, health, wellness, all of those things. So if you are listening to this and you're like, oh, I would love to hear them chat about whatever, please reach out to us, message us on our Instagrams and um, we would love it because yeah, we're very excited for this because we have such beautiful talks all the time about any, like literally every nutrition topic under the sun. And we're always like, oh, I wish people could hear this because it's, it's just so great and it's just too hard to make, get, get our like messages out through content or through a YouTube video. And so here we are. <laughs> Here we are. I did not change the title on this. Oh, darn. Do you want to restart? No. No. Okay, we can go back and change the title. Okay, so yeah. the title, we're going to talk about um, why low-calorie diets do not get you to where you want long-term. So we're going to talk about that. And I just want to go back to what Nikki was just saying before I realized that we didn't change the title. We, like Nikki was saying, we always have incredible talks and they're super casual or off the cuff. And we're like, we wish, like Nikki was saying, we wish people could hear this because we are literally you. We have experienced everything that you're experiencing right now with food, eating, struggles, body image, you know, like all of that. And we've felt like we were stuck until present day where we have learned intuitive eating. Anyways, so whenever we have these chats, we're like, we wish people could hear like the unfiltered version of everything that we talk about because we know that you would totally resonate. So that's why we're going to do this podcast. It's just us casually talking. Yeah. Okay. So... Let's okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, our first episode is about calories just because it's on our mind. It's been a topic that we've been discussing on our platforms recently. So we thought we would, we would do it because it's a great first one. So we want to talk about the whole like calorie counting, low calorie trend that still seems to be flying through all types of diet apps like Noom and MyFitnessPal Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, Slimming World, and I think that's in Europe. I, I get a lot of Europe people talking about Slimming World. And then I even, my reel today was about it, and the lady said here in Edmonton, there's this, um, I forget what it's called, some boot camp place, still like promoting low calorie. And it's just, 
the downfall about low calories is it works at the beginning. Like you're, especially your very first one or two times trying it, it works. And so you, you lose weight because that's why people are doing it, right? Like, you know, Shane and I aren't promoting weight loss, but that's why you go on a low calorie diet is to, to reach health goals, lose weight. It works until it doesn't. You get to a point where it doesn't work anymore. And we're going to talk about why, why it doesn't work anymore. But the part that we, Shane and I were just actually chatting about before we hit live was often when you reach that point where it doesn't work anymore, you think it's your fault. And so, you know, if you talk to someone who does low, has done low calorie diet, they'll be like, well, it works until I like, you know, I just have a cheat meal and then can't stop. Or like, until I kind of just give up doing it. I don't want to put in the effort anymore. And they, they blame it on themselves. Like you inherently think that the concept is correct, but it was just your fault that it's not working anymore. But that's yeah. actually not the case. Because we've all experienced that, right? Like we've experienced serious, most often, well, I say most of us, the majority of us has, have experienced pretty good success with calorie restriction one way or another, whether it's points, portion controlling, fasting, it's all calorie restriction, you know, low, it's all right. low cal. Um, even, you know, may I say keto, cause it gets to a point sometimes where you just don't want to keep eating those foods, you know? So in, in that sense, you're like, well, I can't eat my favorite foods, so I'm just not going to eat them. And so it ends up being less calories. And anyways, so we, yeah, we've experienced success. And then like Nikki's saying, then it just stops working. And so we, yeah. We want to talk about how it actually is not you. It's not you to blame for it not working and it's not the food. Because yeah. a lot of times people like Nikki saying, I just love food too much. And so I just wanted to stop calorie counting or whatever the method you're using. You don't love too, food too much. I used to think I love no. food too much. And so I needed and to micromanage. Loving, yes. You loving food too much is actually your biology the yeah. science of why low calories doesn't work. And so we always say to our clients, like surviving and thriving are not the same thing. And so your body's goal is, is to survive. And unfortunately, weight loss is not a survival technique. Like it's, if, if we think about humans when we were first evolved or whatever you want to However you want to think we came to earth, whatever, it's all good. Either way, when we're first on existing on earth, food wasn't abundant like it is now. It was scarce, right? And so yeah. our brain, we have a part of our brain which is called the reptilian brain. Its number one goal is survival. And so when it doesn't think food is abundant, it's going to compensate by lowering metabolism as one of them. And we'll, we'll dive into what those specifics are. But even though you're willingly restricting food and cutting back on calories, your your brainstem, that survive that amphibian part of your brain doesn't know that. It doesn't know that it's intentional. It has no higher thinking level in that part of your brain. And so it literally thinks, wow, we're going through a period of starvation, food is not abundant, this is not good for survival, and we'll adjust things. And because we're all evolved humans now with adult thinking portions of our brain, we don't see it that way. We see it as 
oh, I can't stop thinking about food or I'm, I love food too much, like Shana said, or I'm addicted, to, I'm addicted to sugar and carbs. You know, this is a problem I'm having, but no, 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 this is, this is your body surviving and, and doing things to survive. You're not, you're not broken. You're, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do, but we just look at it differently because we try to reason and justify what's happening. Yeah. And so we literally feel like all that the problem that we, the reason why we started the diet in the first place just becomes amplified because our body like does all these mechanisms that Nikki's describing and amplifies us wanting food more. <laughs> so then we're just like, we're stuck. We're like, wow, I'm confirming that I love food too much. Right. Cause all of these yeah. signals that your brain is saying. Like I remember when I was doing my first diet and it was literally just my diet idea. My, this is before I like went to school in nutrition and university and like had any formal nutrition training. This was like 20 year old Nikki being like, okay, I, I, you know, I want to lose weight. I had gained weight traveling. I'm just going to try and eat as minimal as possible. Yeah. Like that in my head seemed like what I needed to do. And I would, try not to eat. And then that urge to eat when I finally got home, I was working in between uni like my second year of university and first year. I think I was like cleaning. I was like working for a cleaning company or something during the day and like bartending at night. And I would get home in between the cleaning shift and not have eaten anything all day and literally eat with such force that I, it was like an out of body experience. Like I, you know, like that whole, I felt like I couldn't stop. There were, like there was no my frontal cortex brain was like Nikki what is happening and I just couldn't control myself you know like that is that is innate inside your brain survival that like you just feel like you, you can't control it like you literally feel so out of control around food it is so powerful and we know now that that's like nutrition 101 but so many people don't you know, like we're just we're not empowered with that information. And we even had a client the other day say to us, you know, like I, and I know so many of us can res, like resonate with your story, Nikki. Like I for sure had moments where like our client was saying the other day, she'd be like, I would applaud myself. I'd be proud of myself if I didn't eat, you know, you know, if I ate less or whatever. Yeah. And all these programs that we're talking about basically reinforce that kind of behavior. Like, good for you. You didn't eat the thing or, you know, you ate less yeah. today, um, which we get. We understand why that's exciting because we're like, we feel out of control with food, right? So that's the very thing yeah. that we're after when we start a diet. But we're here. We're explaining why it doesn't last long term. Anyway, so yeah, I remember many moments just being like, I'm going to go to bed so I don't eat anymore, you know? And so I feel like that's where intermittent fasting really exploded. People are like, the kitchen is closed. You know, I have these rules because we feel out of control with food. We need to put something in place in order to feel in charge and reach our goals. Unfortunately, it doesn't last for all the reasons that we're talking about today. And it's not you. It's not the food. Yeah, exactly. So we talked about kind of like how your metabolism will decrease, but it goes a little bit deeper than that. And there's a couple things that your body will do when it's realizing that food is scarce and you're 
essentially eating low calories. So one of them is that it actually ramps up your hunger hormone. So that's why, and it's called ghrelin. I always remember it for like grumbling. Your tummy's grumbling, your ghrelin. It, this is the hormone that your body releases. And this is the hormone that, you know, makes your tummy kind of start to make noises and you are signaling, oh, I'm feeling hungry. And it, as it builds, your hunger gets deeper and deeper. And so when people are chronic dieters, they often say like they feel hungry, like their hunger is like insatiable, you know, that's again, and it makes us feel like, well, I didn't stick to it just because I thought about food too much or, I, you know, like, like I feel obs I'm obsessed with food and, and that's why, but it's because this hormone is making you do that. It's not you again, <laughs> it's your hormone, it's its job. Um, and so like, if you ever go, like maybe you're not calorie counting or maybe you've seen it in kids where you've missed a meal and then you eat more, it's because your body is saying, I'm going to need to eat more. So that's number one. Number two is it decreases your fullness hormone, which is called leptin, which signals your body to stop eating. And so now not only are you hungrier, but it's going to take you more food to feel full. So again, you're not you're not broken. You're not doing something wrong. It's your biology making you do this. And then what else happens is you, your body releases another hormone called neuropeptide Y, which its only job is to tell you to eat carbs because carb is your brain's source of energy, right? And so, or glucose, which is a single molecule of sugar broken down from carbohydrates. So your brain thinks survive, survive, I better survive, I need fuel, I'm going to make sure if you are going to eat something, you're going for carbs. It's like we're, we don't need a steak right now in the survival thing, we need to fill up on carbs to store for energy and to make sure I can function as a brain. And then the third the, or fourth thing is it just, it slows down, I guess it's like the fourth and fifth together, it slows down how much energy your body is burning like to say it shifts a couple gears, you know, you're going to go, go in low gear if you're not having very much fuel come into your system. And then it also gets really efficient at storing energy. And that's the part, again, that many people experience when they've reached that maximum point. They can't, they can't keep the low calorie up anymore. All of these hormones and things are surging and you start eating again. And you start eating a you know a normal amount of food, that weight comes back on like that, like almost overnight. Like some of our clients are like, I swear to gosh, I like ate, went out for supper and woke up ten pounds heavier. Like it feels like that. That's mostly water shifts, but you know within a month, within a couple of weeks, people are back at their um, starting weight. And sometimes, most of the time, it actually goes higher than that because your body gets so dang good at storing energy because now it's thinking in the future. Yay, food is back. We're not in, we're not in a state of starvation anymore, but that's probably going to happen again. So let's be prepared. I just want to clarify that our clients say that to us before they start working with us yes. <laughs> because they've experienced They've experienced this like real life. So many of us are experiencing this. You're not alone if that's what you've, you're going through right now. Um, a simple example of what Nikki described there. So it, it can not, even if you're not, not on a diet, even if you're just like 
you miss a meal, like you're late because you're running late or whatever. It's biology doing its job. And we're talking about all the things that make it not work. We'll also talk about like, well, what the frick do we do then? You know, if, yeah. if that's not the answer, you're not trapped. Um, so an example of just our biology doing its job. And if we're not working with our body, if we're kind of ignoring these signals that are happening and they're going to happen, um, is so if we're late, we're running late, we miss lunch, and then all these hormones start flooding our system, asking for carbs, you know, increasing our hunger levels more than normal, you know, like there's red flags going on inside the body. Um, then you're going to have very vibrant, like, wow, I'm really hungry right now. And I want, and in my case, <laughs> pasta, I want pasta because our body is so smart. Like that's a whole other episode, like taste, we have taste and we love food for a reason when we can work with that. But yeah, so pasta, pasta is on the brain. Cause I'm so freaking hungry. That's where when people think that we're obsessed with the food. We're not. And then you eat the pasta and you're like, I want more. Why do I want more? I know that that's not going to support my goal, but I really want more. Like I'm hungry. I'm really feeling this. It tasted so freaking good. That's another adaptation of the body. Like it increases our taste receptors. So the food tastes awesome (laughs) because the body's like, you must not be getting the message here. Like you got to go find some food because we're in danger, like Nikki just described. It thinks it's in danger. So then you're eating the pasta. It tastes like unreal, amazing. You feel like you're addicted to it, and you're like, oh, my God, I need another seven bowls. So then you have another bowl of pasta. This is me. I'm describing myself here. (laughs) And you're like, wow, that was so good. I'm still hungry. How can that be? Why? What's happening? What's wrong with me? Why am I addicted to carbs? Carbs are the devil. Oh my God, if I let myself have whatever it is that I'm still craving, I'm for sure going to gain weight. I need to get myself together. I need to get back on that plan. And, you know, otherwise this is going to spiral out of control and I'm going to gain 100 pounds. You know, like we have all these thoughts. And so then because everything was too little too late. I still want cookies in that situation because of the hormones, everything that Nikki just described, they're flooding our system. And there is not a lot we can do in that situation because it's just so strong, these feelings. So then I still want cookies. So I've eaten, you know, these two bowls of pasta and I still want cookies and they taste amazing. And then I look back and I'm like, why did that just happen? You know? And so it reinforces all the thoughts that we thought prior to going on to a diet. Like if we just shift the situation into like a diet where I was telling myself I couldn't eat something or I couldn't eat X a portion of something. And my body's like, Hey, that's not enough. So I'm going to flood the system with red signal, red flag signals to make sure that you eat more. So it's just a losing cause, right? So that is what, is just an example. And if you've ever felt that you're not alone, you're not broken, and it's actually not the food that's causing that. It's just your, so we can work with all of these systems that we've just described. Yeah. And that's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And like, I just hope when you're listening to this, you, you do really realize that you're, it's not your fault because 
you know, you thought it was your fault in that situation. I thought it was my fault in the one, the story I shared and our clients and everyone feels like it's their fault. And like, when you talk to people, like we said earlier, they'll swear like, no, no, it works when you stick to it. You know, it works if you can just keep with the plan. But like the point of this is, is you can't keep with the plan. (laughs) You can't keep with it long-term because willpower is only made to last so long it's not a long-term thing it's a very short-term thing and and you'll eventually just go over the tipping point and and need and and need to eat food and so it's so interesting to me that you know diet culture it just keeps like convincing us that it's us and that their plan works and that you just need to keep trying harder and harder and harder and harder, you know, and we just keep listening to it. It's well, so we feel, we, we feel, we feel desperate, right? Cause we're like, well, what yeah. do I do? I don't want to feel like this the rest of my life. I really, I know what I want deep and down inside. I need something to help me get there. And that's yeah. all that are, is in front of us as options. We don't know. Yeah. I didn't know any well, better. They keep right? Like they keep adjusting their plan because I think they realize like they need us to come back. That's like their business model. That's why they make 72 billion a year is for us to fail and come back and come back. But they can't keep offering us the same program because we're going to figure out at some point that doesn't work. So they just keep tweaking, right? Like Weight Watchers started with, like I, they might even started with calories. I don't really know the history of Weight Watchers, but then they go to points, you know, and then they go to the more like systems and they change which foods you're allowed and which foods you're not allowed. And like, it's all the same, but it's different in, in like how they promote it. So then we're like, oh, this time will work because now I can eat lettuce all I want, you know, like they, whatever new rule they have. And we just keep convincing ourselves because they have bomb marketing teams. I don't know. Or like Tina said, because we just really want to feel in control around food. So we keep going back, yet it's the same thing that keeps making us feel out of control around food. Exactly. I have two things I want to say before we move on, if we are going to move on. So uh, also, you know, Nikki was saying like the plan's not going to last, like it's not going to last because our body is very wise and it's telling us that it's not healthy. So there are systems, like I keep saying, our body can guide us to health, even despite the fact that you have not felt that in a very long time, because you're like, my body is not leading me to health right now. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. That's just, that's okay. That's, that's a sign and symptom that something's off. And there are map yeah. to an innate system inside where it does lead you to health and you feel amazing and it's not a willpower thing. And then there was something else I wanted to say. I'm a classic mom brain right now. It'll come back to me. I don't know. So if you guys have any questions and you're watching live, feel free. I know. Yeah. It's just, just, um, it was good too. Yeah. I'm sure it'll come back. When it comes back, just like stop. Stop. I know what it is. (laughs) But yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah. It's classic, Shanna it's just it really is hard to watch from the outside like when you come when you're out maybe it's of, new. oh maybe about the whole like reinventing in themselves 
Oh, I remember what it was going to be now. I'm sorry to go ahead. I'm talking over you. No. Well, do you have a point? No, yeah, you just go ahead. Just go ahead. Um, also, I wanted to say that if you have people in your life that they are, it looks like from the outside that these plans are working really well for them, chances are that there's something else to the story you can't see. So we have a lot of people there's... in our life that are telling us, well, just do this and you should just do that and you shouldn't eat this da, 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 and I just do that. And why do you need to eat so much? Like what's wrong? You know, like it goes on and on. Some of our clients have very mm -hmm. opinionated people in their life. Um, and then I just want to say I was somebody that made diets look very easy from the outside. And I was able to stick with these things easy, <laughs> but it took so <laughs> much concentration and willpower and it was very hard it's not easy but from the outside and there's things that like reinforce it right you know like you our society is just the way it is and when we're rewarded for looking a certain way being a certain size at least in our head we are right mm -hmm. and anytime we lose weight people are like oh yeah you look great right yeah. anyways yeah. all these things kind of like give you little spurts of more willpower but i it's just it's still even for the people yeah. that it looks like it's easy it's not <laughs> yeah it's like not that you don't see are the obsessive food thoughts you know yes, like thank you for you yeah. you you didn't like going on vacations with your significant other because that would mean eating that you couldn't control you know you the body checking constantly in yeah. the mirror the scrutinizing like the amount of energy and mental just all of it that goes into doing that just takes up 82 percent of your life you know like you just you don't have the energy or time or thought to do anything because you're working so hard on not eating or eating limited amounts or controlling it you know and and it's it does become very disordered quite quickly you might not be diagnosed with an eating disorder but you definitely have disordered eating that is taking over your life and that yeah that's what people don't see like people are commenting on my instagram reel right now saying like oh my god beach body like the 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 place that that program put me was so toxic that now, like, I'm still recovering from it two years later. But, you know, when they post on Instagram, the before and after, and it looks easy and it looks all awesome, we don't see what's happening on the inside. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking, when it was Nikki just describing my reality and when I was, you know, calorie restricting, it also made me think of when... I would just be like sucking in my stomach constantly mm -hmm. and how much effort that alone and how like just not good that feels. <laughs> yeah. And then it made me think of like how many models now speak out about that. Like I remember watching one of Ditson, I forgot her last name, Crows. And she was saying like all day, all day she'll walk around just like sucking in like crazy. 
Yeah. I don't think she really made the whole like, oh, like that's not really healthy connection. <laughs> but um, another one I just read the other day, that's why it's on the top of my head. I have my phone here. I love her so much. Mahina Alexander on Instagram. She was saying like she's into um, like the gods and stuff like this, uh, Egyptian gods and she, goddesses. And she was saying like, I look at all these photos from that century or that time and all the women have their bellies out she's like can we go back to that time please because that yeah. feels better <laughs> she's like right. there's something wrong here like why are we feeling like we need to have flat stomachs you know yeah. this is ridiculous and she yeah so everybody no matter what we look like everybody's feeling this yeah. So anyway, so modeling, like, and yeah, anyway, so I just wanted to, yeah. it's just, we can decide. Uh, we're not saying like, okay, we're just all going to like binge on food and screw it, you know, which the food freedom, sometimes the food freedom movement can sound like that's what they're saying, yeah. but that's not actually what we're saying. We're just, no. we're highlighting. Actually yeah, we're highlighting why diets don't work. And then, so go yeah. ahead, Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, that's the reaction we get a lot of time. Diets don't work. You can eat food and feel good. But because we've dieted and, and most of the population has experienced the dieting and then that all that feeling out of control we were talking about, our brain instantly flops to that, right? Like, well, if I'm not dieting, then I'm only eating out of control. And we don't think about the in-between. Like, there is a huge in-between, the gray zone between under eating and overeating and that's the, the sweet spot literally the sweet spot that we help people get to with food freedom and intuitive eating is finding the spot where you're not under eating you're not overeating and you're just eating what your body needs like you used to before you started dieting you know some people it was really young before they were influenced by diet culture but some people didn't start dieting until their 20s and they're like yeah i used to eat I used to eat everything that I wanted and, and not, you know, gain weight. And they think that it's just because they were younger and they had a higher metabolism or whatever we might think. But no, it's just because you just ate when you were hungry and stopped when you were full. Like that's a very general way of saying it, but you were in that sweet spot. Some days it was a little less, some days it was a little more, you know, but your body was able to adjust depending on your varying exercise levels and energy needs and what you ate yesterday and everything. And so then you just stayed in the gray zone in that sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And that's really what intuitive eating and food freedom is. Exactly. And then if you're thinking this, hold on a second, because I can hear you guys. <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> if you're thinking, well, that's why I like to track my food. Not necessarily, I'm not necessarily under eating. I'm not necessarily doing mm -hmm. metabolic damage and not, I'm not eating low cal, but I like to track my food so that I don't go over eating, right? So I know so many people are like, right. I just like to track it. And then what happens? We just simply don't do it consistently, right? Because yeah. it's maybe it's not a lot of effort, but it's a little bit of effort that life, it does take some like willpower, right? To continue to do that. And yeah. for anybody that's done with the start stop on that, this is what Nikki's saying. You do it yeah. 
naturally. You do it second nature without needing to think about it, without needing to yeah. micromanage it. It just happens. You're, you just innately get down to this inner system that we all have and you are able to just eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. Your body tells you clearly that was delicious. Yeah. I don't want to eat anymore. And so that's what we can get back to. It's not a like, oh, I shouldn't eat anymore because yeah. I've eaten. And that's this. what I was going to say is Sorry. even if you're tracking and you're trying to stay in that gray zone, you're not eating when you're tracking and, and micromanaging your food, you lose autonomy. Like you're not really eating foods. Like there's always that second guessing, right? Like, okay, I'm going to have, maybe you are going to let yourself have chicken Alfredo, which I feel like is like a very diet, like diet culture is like no chicken Alfredo, right? Because the sauce is quite rich. But then you're like measuring out the sauce, you know, you're not, you're not freely eating that meal. Even if you come to the same amount that you've eaten of it, one way you're just eating and enjoying the meal and enjoying the taste and not feeling guilt or shame. And then the other meal of way of getting to it, you're thinking about every bite you're taking, you're analyzing, should I keep eating? You know, this is going to be 400 calories or whatever it is. Like it just, it's not the same type of meal enjoyment. And so it, it takes, like Shana said, work and effort plus you're not enjoying it. So your satisfaction is lacking, which we're going to talk about in a whole nother episode, but it's just not the same eating experience. And it's going to just eventually get to a point where you're like, I'm just exhausted of doing that. And then you flop over to the overeating side. Exactly. And to play on that example that Nikki's doing. So let's say you are like, okay, I'm just going to eat the Alfredo for dinner. And then I'll plug it into my app to see how many calories I have left for the rest of the day. Right. While... Yeah. It may say you have none, it may say you have some, and then you can have a treat or whatever. And that's how you're living your life. And that's Nikki saying that's kind of affecting the experience. Whereas with intuitive eating or food freedom, your body tells you, um, I'm satisfied. I don't want anything else today. Or, yep, today's the day that I am hardcore craving chocolate and it, you know that you can have it without worrying because you now trust your body, your weight's stable. Yes. This is the system that is like yes. so freeing. <laughs> it's so freeing. Yeah. And we can oh all God, have yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. Now we also want to say, because we kind of started off this talk with talking about how calorie counting doesn't help you reach your goals long term now yeah. that's where the part like we need to be straight up about is like when we talk about this sweet spot about uh, with eating it's the sweet spot with eating is also just the spot where your body is at its like natural set point weight as well and that's where when Shana was like can we just like be our own bodies plays into that too like we're you're not at a place where you're fighting to be under your natural weight and you're not at a place where you're over your natural weight you're you're where your body genetically environmentally all the things that influence our weight and our health are just stable and when i say stable that's slightly because it's normal to fluctuate but stable you're not you're not having to over exercise you're not having to restrict you know you're just eating foods in a way that feels good in that gray zone moving your body in the gray zone too in a way that feels good and it's just effortless <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. So it's not a weight loss. We're not talking about like a weight loss plan. Some people do experience weight loss if they've been in that overeating side for a long time. And they're feeling out of control with food and they're binging and emotional eating and stress eating. You know, when they get back into that sweet spot, then their body is going to come down. But it's not yet. It's not like when we're in the sweet spot, it's just a, the sweet spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. So is there anything else we want to say? I don't know. I feel like I could talk about this stuff forever. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but no, but yeah, but it's been 35 minutes. So no, it's good if we want to wrap up. But you can see that, like, I hope you, you guys, you listening, you're like, oh my God, I can see why it just keeps snowballing because there's just so many different factors. You know, like when we, when we sit down and we talk about why calorie counting doesn't work, we've already snowballed into like six different topics just because it's eating and health and nutrition is, is multifaceted. You know, it's not just one thing. And, and again, that's why we are so excited to do this podcast because we can just have these uncanny talks that might go in a totally different direction than we were intending, but is still so valuable because it really is more than just, you know, calories in, calories out or whatever diet culture likes to make eating seem like. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was like. I, my mind's like running and I'm like, do we even go there right now? Cause there's so, there's so much to talk about. We hope that you guys liked this first chat we're just skimming the surface here. I think it would be nice to just do a whole episode on just our own stories alone, you know, just like oh, getting yeah. really into our own stories. We'd like to bring on like clients, you know, even just audio because they, when you hear someone's story and it, you resonate with like, oh my gosh, she's so me. And now she has what I want. Maybe I can do it. That's the whole point. Nikki and I are here because we would have given so much for this information when we were back in the day stuck and just completely like feeling trapped with food and eating the pain, feeling the pain of diet culture. Yeah. Yeah. So we have our own individual stories. We would love to bring our clients on so you guys can see yourselves in them. And we'd love to hear what else you'd like us to talk about, but there's so many things still we're excited to talk about. Um, so wherever you're watching this or listening to this, just leave us a little comment. We'd love to hear it. Yes. And, and please, you yeah. know, with podcasts, we're new at this. We don't really know what we're doing, but you know, if you enjoy what we talk about and you enjoy our topics, please feel free to share it with people in your life who would find it valuable too, because you know, we want to help everyone and that, you know, that helps us and that helps you and that helps your friend or your sister, or your mom. And, you know, if we can just help save everyone from all this pain the diet culture causes and change, you know, the culture around food and our bodies and, you know, we can just make it easier for future generations and our daughters and our sons and their children. Yeah. yeah make the world all- a better place. Exactly. We could, we are better people when we come back to this in, in a guidance system, however you want to call it, because a, a huge weight is lifted off our shoulders and we're, yeah, it feels really good. And we're like, finally, I knew there was something, you know, like deep down, you're like, I knew there was something. I just didn't know what it was. This is it. So yeah, spread the word. So that was fun. Good yeah. little chat. And we look yeah. forward to chatting with you guys lots more in the future. Yeah. Thank you for listening.
talk to you guys later. Chat soon. Bye. Bye.